When it comes to Sister Sarah, Bucky always brings the store-bought cake. This is spoilers. Hey, spoilers. <laughs> I don't know if that's like sexual or not, but it just sounds sexual to me. I don't. I don't know. It's not as sexual <laughs> as store-bought pie, but you know. <sighs> Why couldn't it have been a pie? You're so right, Brett. Why couldn't it have been the pie? Disney. It's Disney Plus. <sighs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is so true. Well, welcome everyone. Today we are spoiling. What do you guys want me to call it? I could call this thing a thousand different things. Can I call it Captain America and Winter Soldier now? No. Isn't the word punch in there? Fucking Winter Punch um, America. <sighs> yeah. I mean, Something. I guess. I mean, I mean, t- this like this show changes titles between yeah, season one and season is, two. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, is there going to be a season two? Uh, yeah, is that confirmed? Well, the thing is, is it a season one again because they changed titles? No, yeah, I come mean, on. it just calls it a miniseries, so I, I just the way assumed. these uh, Disney Plus shows are going, they all feel like one-offs, just kind of like hold you over till movies start well, happening is it, again. It, is, so, yeah. do you guys think that's what's happening? This is kind of like the filler in between, like movies, or yeah. they're putting it out there, taking the temperature, and then deciding from there which way to go. Which this is, just says a fourth Captain America film is in development as a continuation of the series. There you go. I mean, what do you guys think about, like, I've heard people talking about how, like, Marvel almost has to create a a universe where people don't have to watch every, like, little series in between the bigger movies. I think it's the polar opposite. (laughs) Well, I I think it is 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 right now, but, like, it's unsustainable for most people, including me. Like, I I have not been able to keep up with everything. I still haven't watched, like, some of the Spider-Man movies, um... Well, how do you feel watching it? Do you feel like you understand what's going on, or are you like completely out of sorts? Uh, it varies, I would say. Um, Jordan, what I, about Zemo? Because that's like a good, I think, barometer. Jordan loves yeah, Zemo. Like where you're at. I'm or, a big Zemo guy. Trust me, but no, it's more of like the, <laughs> it's like the little like references that I like see on social media later that I'm like, well, I didn't read the comics. I haven't watched every movie. I don't know if I really understand what's going on probably like 30 percent of the time at least do you know sharon carter from the movies only but like okay. wasn't there like a cw show with her i think you're thinking no, of agent no, peggy that's carter peggy. Yeah, she's that's the that's her power same person. broker see that's the thing it it feels like it needs to be broken up in some way like power broken up Oh, man, you beat me to it, Josh. Nice. Oh, God damn it. I mean, they can't do that now. They've already had like the thirty movies that are layered on no. top of each other and series. Like, can't start making stuff just stand on its own. I don't know. Just feels they did like it it's well. too late for that. I brought I brought up Zemo because like I didn't I, I didn't watch Ultron. Is that what he's from? And like, yeah, I've never seen that movie. It's the worst one. You're not missing much. But I know, not he's not even from, from Ultron. War. He's from Civil, Civil War. War. I haven't seen either of those. And Civil I can War's pick, good. I get who yeah. Zemo is in an instant. Just like when you're reading a comic book, you don't like they purposely just like jettison characters in there that you maybe don't know. But there's mm. enough like traits that like are so cliche that I think it pops into place pretty quick. Like what, Josh? What's cliche? Well, they make a joke of it, right? He always has like the head tilt thing whenever yes. he's like smart outsmarting you. <laughs> he head tilts and like tricks you or something. He reminds me of the the villain from the Mission Impossible movies. Now, what's his name? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Tom Cruise. 
<laughs> Tom Cruise. No, Mikey. Mikey, you know what I'm talking <laughs> oh, about. Mads. It's not Mads. Um, Sads. He like he has a beard. The penguin. And he talks just like Zemo. Christoph Waltz. <sighs> no, I don't know. Oh, the guy from the uh, the one in the desert. He's like from Fallout and from like. Um, Is he red hair? No, he actually looks quite a bit like Zemo. Well, let me see here. <sighs> Zola. Zenu. Zola. Zenu? I think Zenu's right. <laughs> Zenu. I don't know. I don't, I've never seen the movie. So. You've never seen God, Mission Impossible? Is that a Superman character? What is one of them? That's going to be that little section <laughs> of time. <laughs> People love it, man. His name is Solomon Lane, that guy. <laughs> More like Solomon Lame. <laughs> yeah, I got to look this guy oh up. Jordan, oh, thank you, Stevie. I know that you haven't oh, been keeping yeah. up with the movies a ton, and it's hard for you because you have a very busy life. But <laughs> fuck off. Like to me, I don't know if you felt this way, but like, did this almost feel like filler to you instead of like its own original show? Like this series felt like complete filler to me versus like a standalone story that also connected to other things. Are you talking about Wanda? Um, I didn't think Wanda was, I thought Wanda was like a completely told story. I feel like this was just a very much holdover series. I don't know about you guys. And Wanda, I felt like had more, uh, effect on like the world at large of the MCU rather yeah. than this did. Because they brought Vision back? Because I, there wasn't really that much else that connected to like the wider world, was there? Yeah, there, I mean, there was Wanda's, like, power-up. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, I also think that the power-up at the end, I only knew, like, the significance of that after listening to other stuff and, like, reading about how it's supposed to link into the next movie. So, Stevie, to answer your question, like, yes, I agree. It does feel like filler. But again, like I was saying earlier, I think, I, I think Marvel could lose a decent amount of people that just don't care to or don't have the time to watch like every every series and every movie within the thing because it it becomes like a self-referential i don't know i mean it's a it's a good story and i like it but it it does seem like it it could lose some people along the way i guess because this is like filler but it's also relies on you having seen other stuff i have an analogy for you stevie hit me with it let's go i don't know i'm kind of speaking out of my butt because i don't know what anthony mackie's like contract is here but this seems like mm, the owner of the Cowboys saying Dak Prescott is our man. Like this, this whole thing is like the backstory to the new Captain America. And I'm guessing, like Brett told us, I don't know if that was before the pot or not. The next thing is going to be a Captain America movie out of this. And I'm guessing they're going to want to make what a trilogy out of that. And then he'll be a main character in the next like mega event down the road. Like, is that where this is all going? I hope so. I feel like they're going to branch off a ton of different stuff with this. Um, Like, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Marvel came out with either like a suicide type squad show and or a movie with U.S. agent leading the way. Uh, Mikey's boy, Wyatt Russell. (laughs) Captain Fascist. <laughs> What'd you make of Captain Fascist, Mikey? Do you like him in this show? Because I thought his arc was amazing. Yeah, he's a very interesting character. I've never heard of U.S. Agent before, but Wyatt Russell is 
I like White Russell a whole lot. I like him in Overlord, and he's great in that. That but movie's he's shit. Hero. Yeah, he's more of a hero type in that. And to see him be a bad guy was a really interesting take. And when he kills that guy, it's pretty brutal. And the whole mm. show just kind of like flips it flips on its head after that point. I thought it was very interesting. But I'm surprised that like he's. I don't know. I have seen pictures of now like us agent and like comics and like, Oh, this is like a guy that's running around. He's not like a bad guy. It seems like, I don't know. He's just like, uh, it's kind of an, an anti-hero. anti-hero to, yeah. To captain America. I love when he's unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a scary guy. I mean, what do you guys think about the lawless or the law? Uh, I don't know, like the morality of him killing that dude. Because, like, by all accounts, all those people are in a fight to a death. There, he caught yeah. that guy down, and like, I don't know, he stopped him, and then when the guy was pinned down, he took his fucking head off. So, like, <laughs> you know, a little bit of a I'm Captain Walker police brutality <laughs> I think right <laughs> mm. yeah I was seeing like analogies of like oh this is what it's like when America goes over and like tries to start a war in the Middle East or whatever just occupying places where they shouldn't be and kind of like setting up camp there or whatever it's just like he's a he's like all of the bad things about America <laughs> it's just like personified <laughs> And I think it was very interesting that that's kind of like the theme of like most of the show was uh, we're like leaving behind Captain America. We don't have anybody who was worthy enough to take that mantle of uh, Chris Evans, Captain America. And this guy tries to force his way in there and does it and does a terrible job of it. Yeah, as soon as John Walker gets that super soldier serum, oh, like geez. the next thing he does is kill a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, fucks up almost immediately. Touche on that, but can I be devil's advocate here? They're fighting to the death, and like, what is he? Sp- he's supposed to apprehend this super soldier and take him in? He's like, a super soldier too. Yeah, that's what Steve would have done. First of all. Captain America is bonking the shield off of everybody's head. The, all of these people would be dead. Like, <laughs> you can't take a vibranium shield to the skull and then just walk away. So it's like, I don't know. Like, you got to aim for the legs. And he's just bouncing them off of people's head. Stevie, I was, like, continually thinking about Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> I don't know about you, but Captain Walker, we the waiting ones. <laughs> <laughs> everything mocked, everything membered. <laughs> Corey's accents are actually pretty good. We need to bust those out more. Brett, um... Wait, did we do introductions? <laughs> actually, this has been a fantastic intro, but I think this would be a great segue, Josh. You're right. Because Corey had an awesome idea. Actually, I think it was Jordan. Maybe, I can't remember. But... Um, let's go from east to west. Introduce yourselves, and what is the proper bedtime for you guys? And what's the least <laughs> amount of sleep you can get and still function the next day? <laughs> Sorry, where are we starting? <laughs> let's go eastest to westest. All right, I think I'm eastest. Um, my <laughs> my bedtime. Stevie proper is out. Bread I'm trying time. to bread time. Um, Papa bread time. <laughs> 
usually try to be, you know, tucked in by like 11. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, cookies and milk. <laughs> Brett just are tossed enough. <laughs> it sounded so funny. Um, I don't know. The least amount of sleep I can get and still function, probably like five hours, but that's not sustainable. I would probably bash someone's head in with a shield if I only had five hours regularly. Ah, um, uh, yeah, probably like six and a half, I guess, is like the, the, the actual minimum. Yeah. Um, this is Brett recording out of Fort Wayne. Uh, on weeknights, work nights, uh, we usually go to bed between 12 and 1. Wow. Um, and on weekends, we usually go to sleep sometime between 2 and 4. Damn. And then, uh, yeah. the least amount of, s- when we first moved here, we were like so stupid. We were going to bed at like 1 o'clock. And getting up at seven o'clock to go to work, and we were doing this like every night. Um, I told my brother that who has kids, and he looked at me like I was smoking crack. So, um, how do you live? What about your circadian rhythms, dude? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what, dude. You got to stay up late beating those Aladdin games. The shit ain't easy. Amen. And I, I kind of like what Joe said. I could probably go off. Three or four hours on a work day. Um, it's not sustainable at all. Um, I'm already pretty cranky. Um, yeah, just stay out of my way if I'm getting three or four hours. But I have a, <laughs> a person I work with who like never stops talking. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. Three or four hours, and that's my weird schedule. I think it's me next, Josh from Goshen. Uh, man, I, my mom calls this trait our family has the schultz gene like her maiden name some old german family where i guess they just like to sleep a lot and get real grumpy in the morning and i definitely have that pretty strong i i can buck up and do like a couple hours sleep and like do stuff if i really have to but i think everyone's onto the same thing at some point you're gonna crash so um yeah josh from goshen uh, Mikey from Goshen. Uh, yeah, my work, I work night shift. Uh, so I don't get home until like 12, 1230, but I can't just fall asleep when I get home. So I'm usually up to like two, two thirty, and then I wake up at like eight. So it's like six hours, <laughs> but I don't know, like during the day I'll work out and then I'll take a na- nap afterwards. So before I go to work again, so it's almost like cheating a little bit. But what um, do you do to work out, Mikey? Mikey working out. Look at this guy. Yeah, what's his, what's your like routine? Okay, John Walker. What do you want me to go through my whole? <laughs> I do a, a bunch of stuff. It's different like every day. <laughs> You're punching stuff. Bench press six hundred. <laughs> Sorry, pounds. I what's throw my shields at a tree and then I do flips and catch it, and then I just repeat that process over and over again. Then boom, Captain America. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on weekends I'll be at work even later than that. And I don't know, just, I don't need a lot of sleep, but, uh, I am also able to nap before I go to work again. So I'd say like six hours. This is Corey, Kylo Ren memes. You know, I sleep about good six hours, sometimes less a night, but, uh, every couple weeks I need like a solid 12 hours uninterrupted to make up for it. <laughs> Dang. So, that's me. 
Yeah, Corey, I think you and I pretty much have the same schedule. Uh, this is Stevie recording from Elkhart. Um, typically five, six hours a night during the weekdays. And it's like once, you know, every other weekend or so when there's nothing to do. And I just have, you know, a free opening where it's like, okay, I can get a solid 10 hours of sleep, 11 hours of sleep. And I feel like that just makes up for it for the entire week. But quite frankly, I can probably do three, four hours a night and still function the next day pretty solid. But I cannot sustain that by any means. It's a fool's errand. <sighs> I know. I know. <laughs> But like, you can't dance like Zemo after that little <laughs> sleep, you know. You, you got to get those you Z's. But like, no way. In the club. It's twelve so, hours. Good. My back would be hurting from just laying in bed all day. <laughs> but like the worst part. I mean, it's not the worst part. But like, I don't know, Josh, if you experienced this. But like, after you have a newborn, it's almost like you get this newfound energy where it's like you know when they're screaming at two or three in the morning. <laughs> And you God. gotta do something. You just kind of recover really easily. Eh. Josh, you that way, or you're still just grumpy the whole time? He's <laughs> always grumpy. Josh, why are you so grumpy? <laughs> oh, man. I have an amazing wife, and for the last <laughs> few years, she's been stay at home while I have been working, and that's been amazing. So she honestly takes care. Like I'm not the kind of guy that's like, oh, I'll never change a diaper. I change diapers all the time. And are you that dude where like a, the baby's screaming at night and you're like, baby's crying, go get it. <laughs> no, but I'm the deep <laughs> sleeper. And Trace is like, well, he has to work, and so she's really cool and goes and gets him. So she's right behind you, isn't she? <laughs> she's not, but I'm gonna have to direct her to this episode. How sweet. <laughs> Brett, I was going to ask you this question because I feel like you've seen a lot of thrillers and action movies in your day. Um, this was kind of a pet peeve of mine. I don't know if you felt the same, but did it kind of bother you that they they told the story in complete like order? No, I mean it's kind of like a kind of like a throwback a little bit. It's like everything's so everyone wants to be uh, what's that like nonlinear. I, I don't know. It just kind of seemed like a throwback. It was almost kind of refreshing, I guess. But I. I I didn't really notice it that much. I don't know. I'm okay. Maybe it was just me, but like with the whole Sharon Carter thing, like I think anybody could see that coming from a mile away. And part of me wishes that like the buildup for the entire series would have been like the Mexican standoff in the parking garage on the last episode. (laughs) I got in trouble when I said that, by the way. I don't think it was that that you said, Brett. I think you well, said, then I said Irish people were better. And you then said the French. Were no, you think you said the French not, were better no. than Mexicans? <laughs> Can we please not <laughs> get into that? Yeah, Brett was around. wrong, <laughs> and we've moved on. Gosh, oh dear. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. No, I That's just say enough. I was just, I was just kind of wishing that, like, you know, with kind of, I mean, even with uh, Winter Soldier and the uh, Captain America movie. Part of me wishes, kind of with like a thriller, even a spy genre, even like with an action show like this, they would have started in different spots, even if it just put in for like a minute or two, like on each episode, and it kind of would have been a build up to there throughout. Can I ask a question though? Yeah. You, of you or Corey, like someone like me or Jordan has a very like scratch the surface, I think, conceptual knowledge of who Sharon is, like. She's kind of a double agent. She's like the powerful bad person. Is that 
what I'm getting here. Can you explain that a little more thoroughly, maybe? What was, like, the last movie she was in? Civil War. Yeah. God, how long ago was that? A while. 2016? It takes a while. Yeah, it was a while ago. 2017, maybe? I can't remember. Hmm. But it's been a minute, but, I mean, so Josh, yeah, she was uh, betrayed by the country that she loved and fought for, and uh, pretty much, uh, yeah. She broke the law. How'd she break the law? (laughs) I mean, she broke the law. I'm not saying it was right, and it stinks. She's probably bitter because everyone else got like, oh, free pass, but not her, and I get it. But yeah, she, I mean, she helped fugitives escape, even though they weren't really fugitives. They were only fugitives for Hydra, who were bad people, so. (sighs) Corey, can you just sum up her arc in a nutshell? Like, what's going on with her? What's the deal? Big over. Just a big overhead perspective. Like, what, who is she? So, she was a agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and she was kind of undercover posing as Captain America, Steve Rogers' neighbor in one of the mm. movies. So there was a reveal in that movie. Oh, yeah. I think, I think it was Winter Soldier, yeah. Yep. Where like, oh, she's actually an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. She was pretending to be his neighbor just to kind of keep an eye on Steve because S.H.I.E.L.D. just wanted to keep tabs on Steve. Anyway, later on, S.H.I.E.L.D. gets infiltrated by HYDRA and she is one of the main agents that like rallies a group of actual shield agents against the hydra people so that hydra just doesn't fully take over so she was kind of like the true and blue shield agent she was the one that was kind of on steve's side to make sure that hydra didn't just take over the world basically she was one of the big stopping forces in that regard mm. So it is supposed to be pretty surprising to see her turn like this. But at the same time, after giving it some thought, I can kind of understand why. Because she was so fucked over. And after so many years have passed, she's just like, all right, this is just what I'm going to do now. I'm going to I'm gonna be a power broker. And she is Steve's grand niece. Is that right? Whoa. <laughs> I guess so. Don't they, don't they like, hook up in, in, in uh, yeah. Civil yeah, War? It's a, it's a tad weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, doesn't Steve like almost ask her out in Winter Soldier or something because they're like neighbors or whatever? Yeah, and in Civil War they kiss. Oh, <sighs> weird. I think they just forgot that when they were trying to repair the, like the timeline. <laughs> like it, it's it's very strange. Is it? It's not worse than Luke and Leia. It's like how Daenerys just forgot. nothing like that (laughs) (laughs) going forward I mean she's like who's gonna be like the bigger bad her or Julia Julia, uh, Louis Louis Dreyfus' character Valentina Allegra de Fontaine that sounds (laughs) evil Elaine Madam Hydra hmm you know I don't think Agent 13 Sharon is gonna be like a big bad at all in the MCU. I think she's going to be a bad, but I, I think she's going to somewhat ride the middle. She's going to be kind of a, yeah, a chaotic neutral. I was going to say, is she going to be bad? Or she, I, was, I just assumed she was going to be like an anti-hero kind of... Chaotic neutral. We've already seen breadcrumbs of Falcon being very reticent to like... You know, he's always looking for the good and wanting people to like turn themselves in. And that's kind of the main plot line, but with a different character. 
So I don't know if you guys have seen this online. What if it's not Sharon at all? What if it's the scroll? Yeah, I mean, scrolls are going to be a more major part, apparently, if the murmurs online are to be believed. So I guess anything's possible with someone being a scroll. A scrunt. (laughs) Scroll! Scroll! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What if Matt trolls a scroll? (laughs) Dude, don't talk about our patrons like that. What's a scroll? It sounds terrible. What are you saying? (laughs) It's an alien that can shapeshift. It's an alien. They're shapeshifters, Josh. Have you not seen um, Captain Marvel? Marvel? That's why you have to see every fucking movie, Josh. Every movie. Gotta see every movie, man. Why does that bother you so much, Jordan? Movies are fun. No, it doesn't actually bother me. I'm just saying that there's... I don't know. I guess it, it depends on how far down like you want to dive with it. But like Corey's talking about scrolls, and I have seen Captain Marvel, and I barely remember which race of aliens those are. Okay, since this has been kind of a hodgepodge anyway, a few weeks ago, both the Hulk and the Spider-Mans were off Disney+. Plus. Is that like something that's going to happen off and on? They're going to keep losing Spider-Mans, and then like are they just kind of like trying to forget the Hulk? We're all trying to forget the Hulk. I think the Hulk was released by Universal. Is that right? Really? Oh, they. I think Nor- uh. I think Norton's Hulk was released by Universal. God, that's bad. Is that like kind of like it was with the the live actions where they owned them, but they didn't own them yet? Or like, yeah. yeah, I think it was Universal. Like had like two year contracts on them or something. Yeah. Okay, I guess I can. My sister wanted to know, so maybe I'll look into that. Because I mean, hmm. <sighs> did Ed, was Ed Norton's Hulk on Disney Plus? I mean, it wasn't a few weeks ago, but I, I don't see why it wouldn't be. It's part of the story. Yeah, I mean, it is technically part of the MCU, just like the Spider-Man movies are, which the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies are done by Sony, but they have an agreement with Marvel. That agreement's going to expire after the next movie. There's some very complicated things with the characters that were like licensed out to other studios, uh, namely the Hulk, which Marvel can't do a standalone movie by themselves with the Hulk, as far as I understand. And, of course, Spider-Man. Mm. There was some issues with Fantastic Four as well, but they bought Fox, so that Universal. had that. <laughs> That's the You're only right, reason Steve, they the bought Universal. Fox was to get Fantastic Four, because those movies are just so good. Yeah, where are those movies at? Are those on Disney Plus, or did they block those away in the I Disney think they're vault? like at the Seven Eleven dollar bin. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just, just the Tim Story, Fantastic Fours, don't even bother. <laughs> I mean, Fan Four Stick is really the worst one of the bunch. But. Fan Four Stick. All right, sorry about that tangent, guys. I'm, I, I appreciate the answers. I didn't mean to derail. Is the 2003 Hulk part of the series at all? No. Or is that where you draw the no. line? Oh, stop That's, that. Don't yeah. even bring it I'm up. Just, I know that movie is so bad. That's like with the other Spider-Mans. It's like a different thing. <sighs> just asking a question. I saw that in theaters and thought about walking out. That's how bad that movie is. Stevie, that movie turned me off to superheroes for 15 years. (laughs) (laughs) Stevie, what did you do when you walked out of the theater? We were 13. (laughs) (laughs) You drove home. Just went to Hacienda. Me and best friend Drew Rockland saw that in the theater in Chicago, and we were so pissed off leaving the theater. Like, we could have done so much else in Chicago. Dang it. (laughs) <laughs> that movie isn't part of the MCU, but Nick Nolte is. <laughs> Nick Nolte is <laughs> very integral to the MCU because of that movie. Did you guys think this show could have been a little more focused? 
because it felt very, like I said, filler and breadcrummy. Um, would you guys have liked it more if it was a tad more kind of straight focus? Or did you like how all over the place it truly was? I liked most everything about it. I, I mean, I wish I didn't care that much about the philosophy of the I thought they tried way too hard. Them in general and Sam. I mean, I've seen, I always kind of thought it was stupid and I've seen people criticize it. Like, at some point, I mean, that girl is just not a good person. Like, you can say, oh, it's this, this, but like, it's the whole ends justify the means. I mean, she's a freaking murderer. Yeah. Even her friends were like, whoa, bro, you're getting a little weird. Exactly. And then at the end, he's like, <laughs> I get the whole point. The speech is pretty cool at the end, but like, He's like, don't call them terrorists. They're literally a terrorist. I mean, like, by definition, everything they've done is terrorism. So whether you think they have good intentions or not, like like someone said... One world. <laughs> no, I, what he's saying oh, one is... World, yeah. Don't just give them a name and then yeah, that's it. Like, they're terrorists, whatever, they're evil. I mean, he, he had a really good point that, like, if we want to address this problem that's creating it, we have to, like, understand what is actually going on that's driving them to do this. And then that's what we have to address. We actually have to help people instead of just say, you know what, they're terrorists and that's it. Uh, I, th- I mean, I'm sure you got that too, Brett, right? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with most of the speech. I mean, again, I also think it's kind of a, it's a bad situation. I mean, I just watched a movie about people took over a city and then they got to beat and then, the other people came back and like people were living in their houses. It's like, these people aren't bad, but it's not your house. I, I don't know if that made sense, but like, it's just a bad situation. Um, but we're such a 180 world. Like, uh, something goes bad. We, we like to do 180. So that's kind of what they were doing. It's like, well, we're not going to find a common ground. We're just going to kick these people out. So I get it. Um, I get what you're saying, but. My my more thing was stop trying to save this woman. She's just a, a bad person in my opinion. So, for me, I uh, I could have done without the like flag smasher stuff. I was same really that's hoping kinda, it was, was more just too, about actually. U.S. agent or that Wyatt Russell character turning into a bad guy and then Bucky and Sam going to beat him or whatever, and then he becomes a bad guy in the end. That's what I thought it was going to be about. But uh, I thought the the girl who plays like. Carly Morgenthau. I thought she was great, but mm-hmm. I just could have done with like a more streamlined Bucky Sam fighting Wyatt Russell. Take fifty percent of the Flag thing. Smasher stuff out, and I would have liked it more. Because I mean, again, I, yeah, like uh, I was just like confused. I guess on a bit of that plot point stuff, I was just like, okay, well, what is this leading up to? Where, what are really? I mean, she's obviously a bad person, so it's like. Either just defeat her and let's get to the Wyatt Russell stuff, or let's. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I was just like kind of over it, kind of like three episodes in. Mm-hmm. I think Flag Smashers were <laughs> strategically put there to really show off Sam's new armor and like new shield and like what he could do. Like, I mean. It's really strategic, like, especially like the the flag smasher that's like flying the helicopter. Like, it's really just to honestly show like Sam's new tech. But I'm with you guys. I really could have done without the flag smasher stuff. I just, mm-hmm. well, I was hoping this would be would have been kind of like a coming to grip story of. I mean, it 
technically was, but of Sam accepting his place in the world as Captain America. And as well as like Bucky and Sam's relationship, because these are two of Steve's best friends that could not be any more polar opposite from one another. But were you getting some major like insurrection vibes from this too? When they're like, we're going to disrupt this vote on January 6th. And we're going to have the shaman with us. See, I, I didn't even know what the vote was about. I was like, okay, but what, is it, what are they voting on? I don't feel like that wasn't explained very well, unless I just wasn't paying attention. I feel like that wasn't explained well at all. That's the problem with the Flag Smashers in the story, is that they're a little unclear, I think. It's not yeah. that necessarily they're executed bad. I think they're executed pretty well, but the explanations of things is so like cursory gone over that like you don't fully get it with all the things going on in the story. So therefore you're not like the vote, right? Or they had someone like in their party that like died. There was a funeral and it's like, who, wait, who is this person? Is it going to yeah, become a thing? I'm a yeah. So like it, it said very quickly, I think, but I, I, it, you know, I didn't get it. Yeah, it's like the mother figure to them, right? Yes. Yeah, it was something like that. Were they orphans? I, I don't know who that lady was supposed to be. I don't know what that funeral was about. One world. I think that was a mother, like the mother figure to them, and probably raised some of them and helped them through their whatever. But yeah, that was like, I remember thinking, whose funeral are they going to? Are they going to Carly's? Fu- I mean, I just remember being super confused, but um, I don't know. Vote or die. <laughs> Stick a knife to your eye. Mama Danya, I think is that character's name. Yeah. <clears throat> I just, I did not like that storyline at all. But, Corey, one storyline I quite enjoyed was kind of about a super soldier that was uh, left behind. Uh, did you like that storyline? Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley, my man. Uh, that was, uh, I think, one of the better executed things in this series. Uh, it's just really, like, nice how they work in, like, these comic stories like that. Because, um, you know, every MCU property has comic book tie-ins, but none are, like, directly from the page. Like, Civil War is called Civil War, but it's not, like, directly from the page. It's related. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing with this. Uh, Isaiah Bradley, Truth is the name of the comic, Red, White, and Black, which is a comic I read a long time ago. And I really like it, although the art in it is very strange. Um, But yeah, I do quite like having this idea of like, yes, there was another Captain America too, um, but he was black and he was not treated as well, to say the least, right? I mean, it was really like moving and tragic, his story, I think. What's the artwork like? like? Um, It's almost like they tried to do 60s style Marvel, but it was in like the mid 2000s. And that's like when I think the art of Marvel started getting really good, but they went back to the art style that I hate, like that old style. (laughs) Will we ever get to see him like kick ass, do you think? Or is he done? I think he still kind of wants to hide. Yeah. I think it would be awesome if they did a miniseries or movie on his backstory. His origin. That would be amazing. That would be awesome. All right, so Corey, say they cast it. Who's your truth? (laughs) Who's my (laughs) Isaiah Bradley? Yeah, who's your Isaiah Bradley? Um, there's a dude that I really like, and I, I forget his name, so it probably doesn't sound good, but he was already in a Marvel movie. He was in Black Panther. Um, Michael B. He, Jordan. 
Not Michael B. Jordan, Mbaku? but I think he's great. The guy from um, Get Out, the lead Daniel in Get Kaluuya? Out, Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya? Kaluuya. Yeah. yeah, Oscar winner, Oscar winner, Daniel Kaluuya. That's right. I actually like the idea of Mbaku. I can't remember his name, but I like him too. He's really good. But you got to pick someone who's not. And in the Marvel, which is hardly anybody at Pick this someone point. that didn't win an Oscar less than 24 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know his name. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, yeah, there we go. He's a oh, little yeah. too scrawny for that. How about Michael J. White? He's awesome. Yeah, he's, cool. he's too old, much though. trouble for... He's he's messed up, dude. He's, he's also old. What's wrong with Michael J. White? What am I missing? I like Michael J. White. He just... He's just kind of arrogant. Oh my I god, Brett. He's old, he's Brett arrogant, loves that he's word. messed up. <laughs> You're going hard in the paint on this dude. <laughs> what, like having seven black belts is hard? Yeah, he's a pretty legit Did he like dude. rear-end you or something? At some point? <laughs> no, it's not, he's not a very good actor. He, bro- he broke check Brett. That's what he's not a very this. good actor. Brett's giving him the whole Clapton treatment. <laughs> no, I, I too was um, disappointed by Spawn, so I get it. You'd be disappointed by Spawn, but Black Dynamite is a masterpiece. I just meant he's bad in The Dark Knight. He's not a good actor. Enough from the clown. <laughs> uh, I, I, I uh, saw a movie, uh, The First Purge is terrible, but I, I really like the lead in that. His name is Elon Noel, and he kicks a lot of ass in that movie. He's very good. And I thought he'd make an awesome Blade, but I don't think Marvel has the balls to do a hyper-violent Blade movie, so... They are doing Blade. Oh, They're really? casting... Um, R? I don't know if it's R. That's a good point. <laughs> because it probably should be R, right? But they're casting the f- Green Book. Um, oh, Mahershala? Yeah. Maybe you didn't hear it, but Mikey specifically said hyper-violent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need a. Uh, I need them dancing to uh, Rob Zombie, and then everybody yes. being murdered in a bath of blood. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Kung Lao shows up, does a fatality, and says flawless <laughs> yeah. victory. For those who haven't seen the first Blade, the intro is absolutely stunning and amazing. Please go and watch that. Um, we need to do that. I guess. Kind of want to end the episode on this. We've been all over the place. Say they make a season two or season one of Captain America and, and Winter Soldier. Uh, where would you like this? Uh, where would you like to see this series go? All John Walker, all the time. <laughs> the fascism diaries. Yeah, I want to see him going in with good intest- intentions, mission after mission, getting twisted, almost teetering off the edge, and someone barely saving him, and then just riding that line out for an entire season. I think that would be very interesting but it would almost be like writing the line of is this propaganda do we <laughs> do we need this like <laughs> as a marvel property or whatever i don't know i think he's uh i don't know um i for me i wanted to see just a bucky thing just bucky Same. as a winter soldier killing everybody and i've said that a lot of times in the thread already but i just <laughs> yeah. think he's so cool and when he was just a rogue mercenary just killing everybody for what Hydra? He was pretty awesome, pretty powerful. I mean, we got a taste of that in this series, yes. right? We got to see the flashback, which was amazing. Yeah, I, it really I mean, was. I'm with you, Mikey. I love seeing him like 
in full on crazy mode where he's just unstoppable. No, yeah, but it seems like they really just kind of they're past that now. He'll get there. He's been nerfed. No. <laughs> I feel like they put so much work in like, oh, Bucky is struggling so much with the Winter Soldier thing. And then he finally gets resolves that part of him at the end. Like, we're never going to see Winter Soldier stuff. The more people he kills, the more he has to walk around like Elliot Smith or like um, <laughs> Manchester by the sea. Like, he's <laughs> it just sucks. I want him to become a more balanced dude and just be like a friend. I like that character more than like sulky Bucky who's also a mass murderer. I think that's less interesting. I think we saw it a little bit in Madripoor where he was like pretending to be controlled by Zemos. Uh, or Zemo. I think Bucky looked a little different and faster during that. And also in the finale when he was pulling the doors off the trucks uh, it was kind of like I read it as like his internal struggle between like going into that crazy mode being able to use full strength and also being somewhat balanced because we haven't seen that Winter Soldier since Winter Soldier. I mean, it's been for absolute ever because, like you guys said, he was unstoppable when he was just wearing a mask and killing people. I have a question that kind of ties directly into that because the glaring flaw that I wish they would have dwelled on more, I think it have been really interesting, is like, why did Bucky and falcon not embrace this new captain america like he gave the shield like he gave the shield away and someone else was chosen and i feel like if they would have just backed him and like helped him in any sort of way i i don't think it was very well explained why they just completely dissed him unless it's just low a bad character choice by them i think i'd say it was the right choice weren't they pissed off because Sam gave the shield back with the intention of like they were retiring it, and like a week yeah. later they it come out with like, "Hey, museum. here's." <laughs> a week later, they came. They come out with white Captain America again. Make the shield great. He's just again. some random dude, and they know it, and he's just trying his best at the beginning. He's also a douchebag. Yeah, I think because at that point we're so like all we know about this soldier is like he was a great soldier, and he was like top of the top like highest standards and had a great track record and everything and it is a little weird that they didn't i don't know they were pretty dismissive of him like right from the start and whenever they interacted they were just kind of like jawing at each other i don't know i mean later later sam like tries to like talk to him like you made a mistake like it's okay we just need to like figure this out but it's probably too far gone at that point because he's he makes mistake after mistake after mistake but Stevie, uh, going back to your point, I, it's tough for Bucky, I think, because like to bring his character back to full force because that first movie that he was in in Winter Soldier was so good, and it was like a like a genre spy thriller. And I, I don't know if they'll be able to like go back to like a movie like that where he can be such a badass and it can be contextualized in the same way. Um, yeah, I would love another spy type thing with Bucky. I would like to see him turn it on again with like the right motivation, you know, for like yeah. the right reason. I don't know if we will see that, but I think it would be great. I, I had a question for you guys though. Like this series brought us something that the comics bring up a lot, and that's people trying to recreate the Captain America <laughs> Super Soldier serum. 
Um, did you guys like seeing like the uh, more super soldiers, or were you like, no, no more super soldiers? Less is more. Less is better for me. But I mean, it made it interesting because that was kind of uh, one of what's his face is uh, Russell's arcs. Is he? He was a super stud. And he was awesome, but. You know, he knew he couldn't beat the super soldiers, and then he got really devastated when he lost to the Black Panther guard. So, I don't know, just kind of all just... Such a baby in that scene. She wasn't even a super soldier. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it was interesting to see at first, but I was a little fatigued from it, like the third time they brought it up. It's like... How many super soldiers? I mean, they could have honestly done like three or four super soldiers. And I felt like they had so many of them. I was like fatigued by them at a certain point. Hmm. Why didn't Zemo want one? What's that? Why didn't Zemo want one? It's against his whole thing, his whole principle. I mean, it's what created the Avengers. Oh, yeah, that's true. But it could have made him a better criminal. I agree with what you guys are saying, though, about getting tired of it, but it leads to that cathartic moment of all those vials getting, like, smashed underfoot. That's pretty great to see. It reminds me of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like the ooze and stuff. It's pretty cool. Oh, secret of the ooze. It wasn't slime. Every pod. It was ooze. Every single pod. <laughs> what the heck? It's very Stupid movie. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of taken from Marvel, but from a Daredevil uh, comic. Um, but I think like the the super soldier thing, it's like good they they tackled it in this show because it's not the kind of thing you want to see in like every Marvel movie. Like, oh, they're trying to redo the super soldier serum again. It's a great uh, point. Like the way it is in the comics. So like, it's good that like they tackled it here. It's like a done thing. I mean, in Marvel, the super soldier program is like it's like the Jurassic Park franchise. <laughs> You know, like you had one really good super soldier and then you keep trying to like do it again. And it's like fucking just stop. Okay. Like y- there was one, it was special. And all of a sudden you get the super serum brought to you by Jimmy Buffett. The thing is we're talking about the U S government's super soldier serum. There is, they're working on that. You know that they're working on that and they're trying to jack up every soldier in the U S <laughs> army with that thing. There's no way that there are thousands well, that more was their vials. goal that was the goal at the beginning and then all that serum got taken so well Corey, this is spoilers what happens with john walker in the comics like what's his general arc and john walker i have no idea he's a douche <laughs> dude he's so cool. major <laughs> doucher he was like definitely not one of my favorite parts i know i how you guys love him that's cool i love the scene when he's like that wide shot of him and he's named the super agent or whatever the hell it is u.s agent yeah, and he's like i'm back. back and he's like boxing himself or something <laughs> i don't know and he's like shadow boxing like i i don't know i think i like john walker's character a lot because i thought he had a great arc to him um i know the serum have a good arc What's that? He did have a good arc. He had a great I just arc. I thought he was a douche. Lamar was um, so cool. I did like Lamar. I don't think we're going to this is the last we're going to see of Lamar. Um but yeah, I just uh I thought John Walker's character had a great arc to him. He was a douche in the comics, a massive douche. Uh I like the way <laughs> they brought him up in this series. I wish he had held on to the shield a lot longer. 
uh, than he did in this series. I thought him just having it for one or two episodes was kind of lame. Um, Do you know what happens to him in the comics then? He's more along the lines of an anti-hero. Think of kind of like a um, patriotic daredevil. Okay. Oh, not patriotic daredevil, uh, patriotic Deadpool, Deadpool, I mean. Yeah. Think, think of him along those lines. So he's never like, he never goes full bad. He was initially in the comics, yeah. He tried to kill Captain America. Oh, you'll have that. Yeah, I mean, you'll have that. We'll try. But, I mean, this is why I think he's probably going to get his own movie. Uh, Mm. I I really think that. I think they're going to start introducing a lot of these kind of anti-hero, are they good, are they bad characters in the next series. And I think Wyatt Russell will probably get his own U.S. agent Suicide Squad type movie. Hmm. Some more villain-focused stuff would be pretty cool to kind of, like, tread into. I think that's what we're getting next. How do you top Thanos, though? I know, but, like, we didn't really know much about him other than that, like, one scene of him conquering a planet with the green girl. That was kind of like our whole backstory into Thanos, I guess. Yeah. We didn't really know a whole lot about him. There are some pretty cool villains we could tap into. Like, the just the... uh, Luckily for them, and unfortunately for them in the future, the Infinity Gauntlet storyline is just so good. And, I mean, they got so much out of it. I mean, Galactus is a good villain, but they've not done very well with him in the past. I mean, it's like, but the change, let's make him a mist. The changes they made from comic to movie for Infinity Gauntlet were so great. I feel like they could, with a good with good writing, they could definitely make Galactus work, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's a cool villain. Um, he's obviously he's super powerful. I mean, they did him perfectly in Rise of the Silver Surfer already. They don't need to do it again. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other main villains they you think might be coming down the pike? I was trying to think of the... Uh, oh, we got uh, Jared Leto's Morbius. Yay. He's kind of an Annie. I'm like obsessed with the Beyonder, but... He is like, like the most. I mean, he's like literally like the second most powerful being, second or third most powerful being in the multiverse. So, like, I can't imagine them bringing him in. They brought him into the cartoons a little bit, but he's just like uber powerful. So, I can't imagine they bring him in. But I mean, you got like Mephisto. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like, when I'm thinking of Marvel bad guys, I'm only thinking of Spider-Man bad guys, and they're so, like, charismatic <laughs> and awesome. Like, Right, but they're also not, like... Yeah, they're not powerful. Taking over a multiverse yeah, They're just trying to take now. over NYC. It's like, move to LA, borough. dude. Spider-Man is not there. Go somewhere else. <laughs> They've got so much time to build up to a new, like, big bad. The first, like, the first run was 12 years or something like that. Longer? 2007 to whenever. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they said Endgame came out like a year ago or two years ago today. So something like that. Yeah. I feel like it was two years ago, but I, yeah, they've got, they've got time to like build it up again. It doesn't have to like show up in what'd you call it, Stevie? Captain America and Winter Soldier season one, episode yeah, four. Be season one of Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see a whole movie on the Flag Smashers. I mean, I think we all want that. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong too, but I feel like Galactus doesn't have like a bunch of character like Thanos. Like, 
No, he's just kind of like a chess piece. Probably not. Eating planets. Eating worlds. But he literally can turn into whatever he wants, so... I was going to say, isn't he just, like, humongous? How would that even work scale-wise in a movie? Like, he's just as big as planets. Like, that would be awkward punch to... punch in his big toe? Like, <laughs> yeah, that would yeah. just be kind of awkward to do in a movie, I guess. Yeah. They need to bring in Magneto and the Brotherhood of Mutants somehow. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also already been done, like, ad nauseum. Yeah. Yeah, but in the MCU, man, they're trying to kill Homo sapiens, you know, and Avengers got to stop them. There ain't no X-Men yet. Hmm. Who's that character in Thor that's like Thor, but he's not? He's a way different name. Hercules? No, he's like Bullet, or what's his name? <sighs> he's in the movie, or No, 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 he was in the comics, and he's also in the shows, too. Uh, he looks like a bird version of Thor. <laughs> Oh, he was Thor. Um, Beta Beta uh, Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill. Yes. Other Thor. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys ready for some yes or no's? Yeah. All right, this time let's go Weezes to Eases. Corey, I'll start with you. All right. I'm going to give it a yes. I thoroughly enjoyed this series. Um, I think it would be better suited to binge rather than watch week to week as I did. Um, mm. It just seems to be like a continuing story in the way that a movie is. Mm. Um, in compared, I guess compared to WandaVision, which was the last one where you know it was uh, very much intended to be semi episodic by nature. You know, just due to the nature of the the way the f- show was formatted. Um, but I really like this. I, I you know Captain Walker. Uh, not the <laughs> Mad Max version, but <laughs> John, John Walker was great. I mean, you know, he's a bad guy for most of it, but it, I loved seeing him. I loved, like, the way he interacted with them. Um, I liked seeing Falcon come into his own. And I, I guess I especially liked at the beginning, like, it, like, it kind of has a question. And it's like, what do these two Avengers do? We just pluck two Avengers out. What do they do when there's like not a infinity war going on? Like, you know, one of them has like financial hardship. He basically is unemployed. Like, you know, there's no money in being an Avenger. And then the Winter Soldier is dealing with all his trauma and just like trying to make his way as a man out of time, but also with a very bloody past. And I really like that aspect of it, but I enjoyed it all the way through. Good action scenes. Uh, you know, they spent all the money on this. It was a good show. Yes for me. Nice. Uh, I'll give it a yes. I liked it a lot. I thought the action was great. Um, yeah, I think we just spent a little too much time on the Flag Smasher stuff. If that's going to be my... Well, I got two gripes with it. I won the Flag Smasher stuff. And then two... I know... Uh, the new uh, Captain America outfit is like comic book accurate, but it's like, come on, bro! Like white, white, <laughs> pure white, and he's bumping up against the helicopter. That thing is already brown and gray and stained. Like you got to choose a different color. Uh, I don't think that will last very long. That extensive dry cleaning. Um, but yeah, I thought it was great. I think I just, I think I just like Bucky too much. <laughs> <laughs> to be like, yeah, I want to see more Falcon. I just don't... I've never found Falcon to be that interesting of a character. And I don't know... 
if that's like a bad thing, but I just, I don't know, he's just not very interesting to me, but I thought the <laughs> show was good. No, no, I thought like John Walker was a more interesting character than Sam has been in all of the movies and this TV show that he's been in. So I'll just give it a yes. Uh, I think Loki is going to be definitely more entertaining for me, though. Josh from Goshen. I'm pretty sure Brett said that Falcon was his least favorite MCU character in a WandaVision episode. So, yes, <laughs> I don't know. Just joking. You're just projecting. Projoking, project. Hey, why don't you focus on yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely giving the season a yes. I'm a new fan to Marvel. Um, it's it's keeping me interested. I will say maybe I'm teetering a little more on the edge because, like, the way this ended was a little cheesy with him landing in like the middle of the city and giving like a big <laughs> speech that like changes everyone's mind or something. Um, I guess it's comic book esque, <laughs> and you can admire it for that. But it is a bit cheesy. Um, I like when they go cheesy sometimes, like the museum for Captain America, like the old Steve Rogers, and then when they add Isaiah to it, like that museum. At first, I was like, "Oh, this is so cheesy," and then I was like, "This is exactly how it would look in a comic book," and I just thought it was really cool. Um. Falcon and Bucky are kind of pieces of crap for not sticking up for Captain America when he's put in some tough situations early on, and they really messed up that relationship, I think. Uh, wow. But yeah, big, big yes for this. Um, yes. Brett? Uh, yeah, this is a big yes for me. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with Josh. The scene where he, in the middle of the street, give a speech, I was very... <laughs> Captain Planet E, um, uh, but and you know it's not like I didn't think Russell was a good character. He just like every time he was on the screen, I was like, oh my god, this guy's so lame. But uh, also, he like he got the worst looking parts from both his parents, so uh, it kind of sucks to be him. But you know, whatever. He's probably rich, so. Um, <laughs> I love Bucky. I think it's kind of dumb that they work the whole six episodes to change the Falcon to the Captain America and not change the Winter Soldier to Bucky Barnes. Agreed. I noticed that too, man. Yes. What a missed opportunity because the whole six. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the whole six episodes, he's building to be Captain America. It's like what is slow arc and then it's the opposite for. Bucky. He's trying to get away from the Winter Soldier. So, I mean, again, it, it's just a title card. It's not. It didn't even have to like lead to anything. It just. It was just could have been a cool nod to Bucky. Um, I love Sebastian Stan. Uh, yeah, nice. Falcon's like my least favorite, but I thought he was pretty dope the last two episodes, and uh, uh, he came a long way for me. He's only just kind of, definitely, mostly my least favorite character, <laughs> instead of like way down. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. He was, he was cool, man, but Bucky is the man. I wish it – like the first episode where they focused on Bucky like that, I wish there was like way more of that. Um, but, you know, that wouldn't advance the story. We had to talk, we had to get to the Flag Smasher. So hard, it's a hard yes for me. I really, really liked it. Yeah, this, this is Jordan. It's a yes for me as well. Um, I do think uh, we've talked about like some of the flaws and stuff. I think 
like the focus could have been messed with a little bit like take out the flag smashers and make it more about john walker versus the two main characters or the power broker and stevie's boy helmet zemo um Mm -hmm. there's there's places where they could have done more and if anything i think like make it a longer series and like lower budget and like explore their backstories or not backstories but like their like Corey said, like their day to day, like what do Avengers do when they go back to normal life when they're mostly just regular guys in a way. Um, so it's a little scattered in that way, but it's, it's a good watch. I agree that it would be better binged. Um, we actually binged the first three episodes in a row and we're like, ah, it's really slows down when you watch it week to week. But, um, yeah, it's all out now. It's a, it's a good, what, like five and a half hours or so to spread out over a weekend. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give this a really uh, hard yes. I thought this was incredibly incredibly ambitious of Disney to try and do for the simple fact that, like, one of the biggest moments, you know, over, you know, 20-some-odd movies involved Steve Rogers and Captain America. And to try and pass that torch so quickly, I thought was incredibly bold. Uh, I enjoyed kind of the play between Bucky and Sam and kind of how they start off hating. It's almost like a buddy cop film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They start, start, you know, they start off hating each other and they became friends over time. Um, it's like a great action movie. It's like, you know, three great action movies all rolled into one. I didn't love the flag smashers thing like you guys, but nonetheless, it gave us a story that we needed. Even if this is filler for future movies to come, I still really enjoyed it. So hard. Yes. For me, it's like, I think about I think after the first episode, I think it's something Mikey said in the thread that is super true to me. Like I, it's Mikey said something along the lines of, "How do you follow up like an amazing mind bending twenty three movie?" And then like Disney just freaking is bringing it right now with like these shows are just really killing it. And it's like it just kind of shows like you always like to talk about how good of a company, how, like how amazing Disney is, and like they're just. I mean, they're just killing it, man. Like, it's like, how do you follow that up? And they're doing it, man. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they could sustain it, but they probably can because they're just amazing. At these shows have been two big pluses for me, and I'm look, really looking forward to Loki and all that stuff. So too big to fail. Oh, it's like you said, Brett. How do you follow up? You know, Captain America being able to lift Molnir, and you know, mm. holding the shield and also releasing lightning from the sky. I mean, that's. Yeah, like I—I I don't know if you guys remember. Like when I was in the theaters, my uh, my theater erupted when that happened. Oh yeah, and oh, I yeah. saw every Marvel th- every Marvel movie in theaters and never heard like a reaction like that. So incredibly difficult to follow up, but they did. So there you go, Josh. What do we have coming down the pipeline for spoilers? You notice we talked an hour about that series and we never mentioned the Torres character. <laughs> One time. <laughs> well, he's coming. He's going to be the next Falcon. All right, give it, let it breathe. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's going to be the next Falcon. Hmm. He, well, That's he was like rumor. at the end. At the end, listening to that speech, he had all of like Falcon's like gear and parts like uh, spread out spread out across the table. That was Hispanic Miles Teller, right? Yes, pretty okay. much. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's going to be the next Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I 
throwback. <laughs> All right, this is what <laughs> this is what spoilers has coming down the pike. Uh, oh man, that actually hurt me. As we're oh, recording this, <laughs> we're recording <laughs> this on late April full moon night. Three new three ninjas just came Pink out. Moon. Super moon. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, three ninjas just came out, so that's a funny episode. Listen to that bread episode. Um, we have a Patreon request that it's snap, but we always bleep that out when we say it, which I love. So hopefully, I think Pappy's actually editing this episode. Hopefully, he'll edit that out. Um, I have a confession to make. I lost this is the first time this has happened in spoilers for me, but I lost my audio track. For Jack and Jill, yeah. and Pappy was going to edit that, but now I'm going to edit it and use the hijack, the backup records. Oh man, so it's going to sound kind of shitty, but Jack and Jill's still going to come out. Um, we can redo the whole thing. Let's just redo it. I'll watch it again, <laughs> please. I'm, I'm going to change my yes or no. Jeez, <laughs> um, and here's one thing: I, I we don't talk about like sponsors or that much like that kind of stuff very much but you can support us on patreon and there's a really probably the best patreon episode we have so far the mad max episode it's stevie's favorite movie of all time the host of this episode fury road yes mad max fury road we covered it stevie's favorite movie of all time it's one of our best pods of all time it's just a really good time and you can only get it on patreon it's like 2.99 to be a stauncher <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you a should do that. You Josh should do that for free. Soon. What, Brett? So you you could be a stauncher for free, but you know you might as well. Never mind. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in pain from laughing. <laughs> Stevie, you, like it's a good thing to support our show, right? It's worth it. It's a fantastic thing. I mean. When you combine all the movie knowledge we have on this pod, I mean, we're, we're a great listen. So why not support us? Hey, and for all the people who dislike me, hey, good news. On our Patreon, they don't even ask me to do any of this stuff. So, <laughs> I mean, I was the first one to watch Sound of Metal. I didn't even get asked to do the pod. So, guys, if you hate me, support us. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I wasn't on it either, Brett. It was only Pap and Steve. Were you <laughs> asking me on it? I was like my 25%. Wow. Oh, no, well, Mikey knows asked. what I'm talking Brett about. free mm. Patreon episodes. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> worth 20 bucks right there. Hey, you pledge enough and you get to choose a movie that you want reviewed that Brett specifically won't be on. So. Yeah, see, I, I don't care. Pick a movie. Brett's not on it. <laughs> we had that discussion at one point. Should that person be able to choose the cast that's on it? And we're like, no, that's like too far. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, my God, Brett. That's too funny. Oh, well, I have like tears in my eyes. That's too funny. Um <laughs> Thanks for listening. Brad, I'm sorry we didn't ask you to sound a metal. <laughs> That's okay, man. <laughs> oh, please support. You know what? I'm not going to say please. If you want to support us on Patreon, if not, go to iTunes, leave us an awesome review or a terrible review. Just let us know what you think of our podcast. Thank you for listening. That was spoilers. Special thank you to our patrons, Matt Troll, Brother Brian, Druid King, Nick, 
If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. Everything marked, everything membered. That was spoilers.